0: Floyd Lightfoot's epic loss in the city of Chicago seems to have spooked the president of the United States just a little bit. Apparently, you see, the message of law and order is actually starting to resonate, dare I say, in the White House. For a brief moment in time, imagine that. Democrats are furious because the president has just done an epic flip-flop. President Biden now says he will sign a resolution to block a D.C. law that reduces punishments for criminals. He's going to block that. (laughs) Don't tell me. President Biden is getting a little bit woke. Well, we know that wouldn't happen, but this is good news that he actually thinks that criminals need to be punished. You're never going to believe the reaction, however, that we are seeing right now from the left about it. Meanwhile, oh, you've been hearing about Hershey, have you? You know, you get the whole Women's Month thing going on, and so companies are trying to celebrate women. Well, Hershey's idea is to actually celebrate a man who thinks he's a woman. But forget about that for a moment because this is nothing but a ridiculous PR attempt to try and distract from the real issue at hand. The real issue is the safety of the chocolate itself. According to a new report, Hershey's chocolate is quite likely very dangerous to your health, chock full of metals that can cause irreversible neurological damage. I have the details on all of it. Plus, are the global elites unintentionally or intentionally, depending on how you see it, Marching us towards a massive global conflict? In today's show, I am joined by one of the brightest minds in national security, the woman who has worked in multiple administrations, including Ford, including Reagan, the woman who was the protege of Henry Kissinger. She is right here, Katie McFarland, to tell us how we can fix this international mess and restore America's position as the real superpower of the world. Katie McFarlane coming up live from CPAC. Welcome to the program, everyone. I am Trish Regan. Good to have you here. Portions of the program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. When you consider the insanity of the world these days, you consider all the volatility in the markets, you consider how much debt we have, and the reality that inflation just isn't going away, you might want to take a look at diversifying into something like gold. Well, Legacy Precious Metals, they can help you do that. Give them a ring today, 1-866-589-0560, or go get your free investing guide. You can just download it at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Anyway, I want to get to Biden here. What is going on with him? We know he's out to lunch a lot, seemingly incapacitated much of the time. He suddenly, however, shocked the world today by showing a willingness To get sort of tough on crime, the background for all of this, of course, is the situation in D.C., which is a total mess. Violent crime has surged in Washington, D.C. I mean, you consider the numbers, they're way up from where we were in 2020. They went up in 2021, up about 23%. And then in 2023, gosh, already this year, we have seen a very violent start to the year. This is according to the Washington Post, with the murder rate in Washington, D.C., already up 40% over last year. So this is a problem. Every major city right now has a problem with crime and it's because of this war on police. Well, for politicians, it's now suddenly a problem because of Lori Lightfoot, the first incumbent in 40 years to get voted out of her mayor spot in Chicago. Unbelievable.
1: Let me just uh, do this. So thank you and and thank everyone so much. Um, I feel a lot of love in this room as i felt every step of the way on this journey.
0: There's a reason why Lori Lightfoot is out, and it has to do with crime. The homicide rate, already this year in Chicago, up 63%. Look, if there's one thing you ought to be able to count on from the government, it it should be safety, basic safety and security. The people of Chicago, they get that, right? That's why they're sending her packing. She only got 16% of the vote. So the handwriting is on the wall. And Joe Biden, while we know he's not an especially intelligent person, he's certainly a politically astute person. And he knows, he's got to know deep down that this whole war on police is absolutely ridiculous. You got to be able to ensure the safety of your communities. Otherwise, you don't have any communities. But he's out of step here with the rest of the party. You see, the rest of the party doesn't like this. The rest of the party is so upset that he did this 180. He's no longer in support. Think about how crazy this is. He's no longer in support of a bill that would refuse to penalize serious crimes. You're not going to penalize serious crimes? What the heck do you guys want? Total anarchy? That's what you're going to get. And when you get that, you have no more country. They're doing this, of course, all in the name of some kind of equality nonsense. I'll tell you how you get equality. You get equality by making sure the communities are safe and that kids can go to school and learn in a safe environment. So I just have to say, I'm really proud of Chicago and the way they voted. I'm proud that they didn't fall for the BS of Lori Lightfoot and others that want you to think this is not about ensuring prosperity for all, but somehow you're the victim because the police are going to go for you. Oh, and you just need to like sit home and, and wait for Uncle Sam to help out. I don't think so. You know, Americans are not like that. Meanwhile, turning to another story, the internet is all ablaze about this chocolate thing. Hershey's celebrating Women's History Month with not a woman, but uh, transgenders, because apparently women don't matter anymore. That's, they, they seem to want to take everything away from us that, that makes us special. So Hershey's getting sued because there's this research from Consumer Reports showing that the dark chocolate they were putting out had very high levels of cadmium and lead. These are two heavy metals that have been linked to a whole host of problems, health problems, in children and in adults. So apparently, according to the report, consistent long-term exposure to these heavy metals can actually result in a variety of health problems. I'm going to quote here from Consumer Reports. The danger is greatest for pregnant people. (laughs) Pregnant people, you heard that. Consumer Reports is being politically correct. And young children, because... It can cause developmental problems. It can affect brain development and lead to lower IQ. Then they go on to say that, for kids anyway, it would actually result in brain development and neurological issues. And that's a problem. For adults, nervous system problems, hypertension, immune system problems, suppression, immune system suppression, kidney damage, and reproductive issues. So those pregnant people may not be able to deliver as many babies because of these reproductive issues. Look, there are a whole lot of reasons right now to stay away from Hershey dark chocolate. I suspect, just my intuition, I suspect this is a little bit of a PR stunt designed to distract from what's really going on and to kind of get a little bit of goodwill out there at the woke community. Because the truth is, this stuff sounds darn dangerous. I have taken all Hershey out of my house. I have taken all dark chocolate out of my house. I don't even like chocolate anymore. This stuff scares me so much. Cadmium and lead. Go check out the Consumer Reports issue on this. Um, I want to turn to what's going on in Ukraine right now. The Treasury Secretary of the United States of America made a recent trip. She showed up there in Ukraine on the heels of the president being there, and she had a $1.2 billion check. But wait, 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 there's more. There's more where that came from. Listen to Ms. Jenny Allen right here.
1: In the coming months, we expect to provide around
0: 10 billion dollars in additional economic support for Ukraine. You heard it? 10. 10 billion dollars. We need to be realistic. We need to reduce the power of Russia and China while simultaneously still ensuring our own power. And to do that, we're going to make sure that we are strong enough economically militarily. We don't want to get into these wars, but for whatever reason, we seem to be getting dragged into stuff that is quite costly because of a lack of diplomacy and a lack of foresight in terms of understanding the economic implications or the national security implications of economic decisions. I am so happy to welcome Back to this show, Katie McFarland, my dear friend, who just has a a pretty legendary history when it comes to national security. Just an incredible, incredible resume. Katie McFarland, you had national security posts in the Nixon, Ford, and Reagan administrations. You were an aide to Dr. Henry Kissinger, Pentagon uh, spokesperson, Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense. It goes on and on. You are somebody who is steeped in national security issues. So As the producer and I were talking about who is the best person to get right now as the world confronts some really complicated issues, I said KT is our gal. So welcome to the program. Good to have you here.
1: It's always an honor to be with you, and I just love any interview with Trish because we can talk about a whole range of things, and you're always way ahead of where the public mood is, and you're always there first. Well, KT,
0: what people don't know is one of the first times I met you was actually, and I don't even know if you remember this, it was actually at a Fox green room. I think in in Bill O'Reilly's old green room, we were taping somewhere nearby and I was getting my makeup done. You were getting your makeup done. All of a sudden we started talking and I could have listened to you all day. Because you were giving me the entire history of Putin, like back to when he was seven years old. <laughs> and I was <laughs> spellbound. I'm a student of history, I am fascinated by the global conflicts that we are confronting right now and how they've affected us in the past. And like I said, I could just listen to you all day, but let me get straight to the news at hand right now. You had a book that came out revolution. I encourage people to go and get that book revolution. It is called by KT McFarland. You effectively predicted exactly what we are seeing right now. How did this happen with Ukraine and Russia? How is it that China is becoming so involved and how do we interpret this and deal with this right now without losing lives and marching straight towards World War III? Well, it's a really, it's an important
1: issue. And I think there are solutions here, but we're not following them. Now, for the last 20 or so years, the United States took our eye off the ball because we were in the forever wars in the Middle East and we didn't really pay attention to China. China's rise. We also assumed, well, Russia, they're done. We won the Cold War, don't have to worry about them. And so here we are fast forward to a very different situation where now Ukraine is the battleground. Russia felt emboldened to invade. Now, why did they do it? First, because the Obama administration and the Biden administration, they didn't push back um, our shambolic withdrawal from Afghanistan. But the key, and you understand economics, The key was when President Biden canceled all the American fossil fuel industry, his war on American fossil fuels. As a result of that, Russia suddenly, unexpectedly became rich because they export oil, they export natural gas. That's how they make their money. And so when Biden canceled the war, the American energy industry, what predictably happened? The supply went down and the demand went up. The price went up. Russia's rich, Russia has a windfall of profits. So Russia, every time in its 50 year history, they've had high energy prices, in other words, high revenues to their state. They build a military, they invade their neighbors, and they have proxy wars around the world, and that's what they're doing. So for the last year, they've had money that they can pay for a war in Ukraine. They've also, as much as we've had sanctions and all the other actions we've had against them, the Russian economy is doing great. The Russian economy is stronger right now than a lot of European countries' economies are. And so Russia, it can fight this war forever. On the Ooh. other hand, we have in in the Biden administration.
0: Ooh, KT, I got to stop you because that is not what the Biden administration is telling us. The, the, what yeah, we're sure. hearing is, oh my gosh, it's almost over; they're on their last legs. And I'm like, well, my gosh, guys, it's been a year, and General Milley's telling us there's been a hundred thousand deaths. By the way, that's the reality of war that everybody seems to forget here. Biden goes over there; he's protected. Zelensky's protected. People are dying on both sides, a hundred thousand each. And you're saying they can fight this much longer?
1: The Russians can go forever. They're running out of weapons, but they've got the money to buy them. So they're getting weapons from China. They're getting weapons from Iran. They've also gone to a full war footing. And Putin understands that if he doesn't win this war or come away with some kind of sort of success under his belt, he's done. I mean, he gets a bullet in the head. And the guy who comes after Putin is not any, he's no kumbaya, let's all have peace guy. Who who
0: would that be? Dimitri, uh, it, who would no, that there be? About,
1: there are about four or five guys who okay. so it could be. But, but none of them. There's nobody in this panoply of potential successors to Putin who says, I'm going to get out of Ukraine, let's have peace. But at the same time, you have the Biden administration saying.
0: So Hershey's getting sued because there's this research from Consumer Reports showing that The dark chocolate they were putting out had very high levels of cadmium and lead. These are two heavy metals that have been linked to a whole host of problems, health problems, in children and in adults. So apparently, according to the report, consistent long-term exposure to these heavy metals can actually result in a variety of health problems. I'm going to quote here from Consumer Reports. The danger is greatest for pregnant people, (laughs) pregnant people, you heard that. Consumer Reports is being politically correct, and young children because it can cause developmental problems, it can affect brain development, and lead to lower IQ. Then they go on to say that, for kids anyway, it would actually result in brain development and neurological issues. And that's a problem. For adults, nervous system problems, hypertension, immune system problems, suppression, immune system suppression, kidney damage, and reproductive issues. So those pregnant people may not be able to deliver as many babies because of these reproductive issues. Look, there are a whole lot of reasons right now to stay away from Hershey dark chocolate. I suspect, just my intuition, I suspect this is a little bit of a PR stunt designed to distract from what's really going on and to kind of get a little bit of goodwill out there at the woke community. Because the truth is, this stuff sounds darn dangerous. I have taken all Hershey out of my house. I have taken all dark chocolate out of my house. I don't even like chocolate anymore. This stuff scares me so much. Cadmium and lead. Go check out the Consumer Reports issue on this. Um, I want to turn to what's going on in Ukraine right now. The Treasury Secretary of the United States of America made a recent trip. She showed up there in Ukraine on the heels of the president being there, and she had a $1.2 billion check. But wait, 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 there's more. There's more where that came from. Listen to Ms. Jenny Allen right here.
1: In the coming months, we expect to provide around $10 billion in additional economic support for Ukraine.
0: You heard it? $10. 10000000000 billion. We need to be realistic. We need to reduce the power of Russia and China while simultaneously still ensuring our own power. And to do that, we are got to make sure that we are strong enough economically, militarily. We don't want to get into these wars. But for whatever reason, we seem to be getting dragged into stuff that is quite costly because of a lack of diplomacy and a lack of foresight in terms of understanding the economic implications or the national security implications of economic decisions. I am so happy to welcome Back to this show, Katie McFarland, my dear friend, who just has a a pretty legendary history when it comes to national security. Just an incredible, incredible resume. Katie McFarland, you had national security posts in the Nixon, Ford, and Reagan administrations. You were an aide to Dr. Henry Kissinger, Pentagon uh, spokesperson, deputy assistant secretary of defense. It goes on and on. You are somebody who is steeped in national security issues. So As the producer and I were talking about who is the best person to get right now as the world confronts some really complicated issues, I said KT is our gal. So welcome to the program. Good to have you here. It's
1: always an honor to be with you, and I just love any interview with Trish because we can talk about a whole range of things, and you're always way ahead of where the public mood is, and you're always there first. Well, Katie,
0: what people don't know is one of the first times I met you was actually, and I don't even know if you remember this, it was actually at a Fox green room. I think in in Bill O'Reilly's old green room, we were taping somewhere nearby and I was getting my makeup done. You were getting your makeup done. All of a sudden we started talking and I could have listened to you all day because you were giving me the entire history of Putin, like back to when he was seven years old. (laughs) and I was spellbound. I'm a student of history. I am fascinated by the global conflicts that we are confronting right now and how they've affected us in the past. And like I said, I could just listen to you all day. But let me get straight to the news at hand right now. You had a book that came out, Revolution. I encourage people to go and get that book, Revolution. It is called by KT McFarland. You effectively predicted exactly what we are seeing right now. How did this happen with Ukraine and Russia? How is it that China is becoming so involved and how do we interpret this and deal with this right now without losing lives and marching straight towards World War III? Well, it's a really, it's an important
1: issue. And I think that there are solutions here, but we're not following them. Now, for the last 20 or so years, the United States took our eye off the ball because we were in the forever wars in the Middle East. And we didn't really pay attention to China, China's rise. We also assumed, well, Russia, they're done. We won the Cold War, don't have to worry about them. And so here we are, fast forward to a very different situation where now Ukraine is the battleground. Russia felt emboldened to invade. Now, why did they do it? First, because the Obama administration and the Biden administration, they didn't push back um, our shambolic withdrawal from Afghanistan. But the key, and you understand economics, the key was when President Biden canceled all the American fossil fuel industry, his war on American fossil fuels. As a result of that, Russia suddenly, unexpectedly became rich because they export oil, they export natural gas. That's how they make their money. And so when Biden canceled the war, the American energy industry, what predictably happened? The supply went down and the demand went up. The price went up. Russia's rich, Russia has a windfall of profits. So Russia, every time in its 50 year history, they've had high energy prices. In other words, high revenues to their state They build a military, they invade their neighbors, and they have proxy wars around the world. And that's what they're doing. So for the last year, they've had money that they can pay for a war in Ukraine. They've also, as much as we've had sanctions and all the other actions we've had against them, the Russian economy is doing great. The Russian economy is stronger right now than a lot of European countries' economies are. And so Russia, it can fight this war forever. On the Ooh. other hand, we have in, in the Biden
0: administration. Ooh, KT, I got to stop you because that is not what the Biden administration is telling us. The, the, what we're hearing is, oh my gosh, it's almost over. They're on their last legs. And I'm like, well, my gosh, guys, it's been a year. And General Milley's telling us there's been 100,000 deaths. By the way, that's the reality of war that everybody seems to forget here. Biden goes over there. He's protected. Zelensky's protected. People are dying on both sides, 100,000 each. And you're saying they can fight this much longer?
1: The Russians can go forever. They're running out of weapons, but they've got the money to buy them. So they're getting weapons from China. They're getting weapons from Iran. They've also gone to a full war footing. And Putin understands that if he doesn't win this war or come away with some kind of sort of success under his belt, he's done. I mean, he gets a bullet in the head. And the guy who comes after Putin is not any, he's no kumbaya, let's all have peace guy.
0: Who who would that be? Dmitry? Who would that
1: be? There are about four or five guys who it could be. But but none of them. There's nobody in this panoply of potential successors to Putin who says, I'm going to get out of Ukraine, let's have peace. But at the same time, you have the Biden administration saying, well, we want unconditional surrender of the Russians. And we're going to do whatever it takes as long as it takes. We, by the way, we, the United States, we're paying for this war. I mean, we've, what, $100 trillion, $100 billion a year, you know? It's
0: yeah, Congress appropriated. I mean, the Wall Street Journal came out and said it was, so far, a spending amount of $200 billion. Janet Yellen, she's waving around a check. She said, I got $10 billion coming in the next three months. Where's this money coming from?
1: Well, it comes from us, and it's not coming from the Europeans. The Europeans are contributing a little bit, but all the European countries combined, remember Ukraine is in their neighborhood, they're not even doing as much as we are doing just alone. So the question becomes, how long can we keep doing this war of attrition? So I'm worried that we're sort of slipstreaming to these two alternatives. On the one hand, Putin says, I can't be defeated. I'm not, I don't wanna settle with anything. I can fight forever as long as energy prices are high. And then you have on the other side, the West saying, well, we're gonna give them whatever it takes and maybe we have to escalate. Putin has made it very clear throughout his history he has no trouble um, destroying civilizations. That's mm-hmm. how he got I mean, to power Lapo. in the first place. He has no de- exactly, he has no problem destroying civilizations. And for Putin, if it's a choice between Putin being in power and leveling Ukraine to stay in power, he probably doesn't. So my worries we're kind of backing each other into these situations where everybody wants unconditional surrender, nobody wants to negotiate. On one hand, you have unconditional surrender and the guy's willing to fight World War III. You have the other and Putin, unconditional surrender, willing to destroy Ukraine. So there's no diplomacy,
0: by the way. There's like literally...
1: There's no diplomacy that works. Diplomacy works when countries feel they have to do it. So I have a third way, and the third way is the Reagan way, which is understand Putin can fight forever as long as oil prices are high. How about we push oil prices low? How do you do that? End the war on fossil fuels. Within a couple of months' time, the price of oil, natural gas, goes down. Putin may want to fight everywhere, but he doesn't have the money to do it. Then he's in a position where he has to negotiate. He doesn't get everything he wants. He may get a little to fit, save face. We don't get everything we want, but we get enough. And Keep, then what happens yeah. in part two is we win the peace. Because you know from your connections in the business world, once the fighting stops, The West is going to rush into Ukraine to invest. They're going to try to develop Ukrainian agricultural resources, economic resources. They're very wealthy mineral resources. So five years after the fighting stops, Ukraine is a fully integrated economy and probably security into the Western world. Where is Putin and Russia five years after the fighting stops? No place.
0: But but what you're talking about doing is the antithesis of everything that no, no. the left has stood for. I mean, what you're, what you're talking about doing makes sense, right? This is this is real politics as opposed to pie in the sky. Let's change overnight to electric vehicles and not consider. And by the way, I got nothing against EVs, all right? Like I'm all for all kinds of energy, but I care about the national security implications. I care about the implications to the average American and, and how they are faced with higher gas prices, higher energy prices. But this this seems, to your point, KT, like a logical solution. What happens with the Chinese in the interim?
1: The Chinese want this war to go on forever because the Russians are diminished. Russia's got to buy stuff from Um, from China, China says maybe at some point I don't want your money, but I'll take Eastern Siberia. I'll take your oil fields. China watches as the United States is depleting. You know, every nickel, the dollar that we spend on Ukraine is a dollar less than we're spending to deal with China. What we should be doing right now is understand the big strategic threat to the United States, the guys who really want to replace us and our system on the world stage is China. So, but we're not investing in research and development. Our budget's half of what it was during Reagan. We are not investing in the American Navy, where the Chinese are building a very superpowering Navy, Navy in the Western Pacific. We're not doing any of that. We're not doing the cyber things that we should be doing. So we took our eye off the ball for 20 years because of the Middle East. We're taking our eye off the ball now because of Ukraine. Meanwhile, China, who wins this war? The Ukraine war, who won the Middle East wars? China. China's the country that wins every
0: time. Wow, wow. It's, it's it's such an important thesis. Again, Katie McFarlane, her book is revolution. She gets into all of this, especially in the first chapter, predicting effectively all of this that's unfolding right now. Quickly on China. You know, I, I'm watching the challenges that we're facing right now at the border. And KT, I think back to the 1880s, the opioid wars, two opioid wars in the 1880s very similar type thing. In those cases, you had China with a very poor southern border where Westerners, the Brits, the U.S., the French and the Germans, to a lesser extent, were smuggling in massive amounts of opioids, a, a combo of tobacco and opioids that left one third of the population in China addicted. The Chinese still aren't over it, right? They called it the hundred years of humiliation because of the treaties that followed it. And it's Fascinating to me because when the DEA says the number one source of fentanyl in the United States of America is coming from China through our poorest southern border, the Mexican drug cartels are the ones financially benefiting, much like the U.S. and the British benefited in the 1800s. Is this kind of a a weird turn of history, an inverse of some ways?
1: You know, nobody's talking about this. You are the first person on the national stage I've heard discussing it other than me. This is absolutely what the Chinese are doing. The Chinese have a 5,000 year history and they never forget. So what they're doing to the United States is saying, you did this to our people 100, 200 years ago. We're going to do it to your people now. And so it used to be the Chinese were shipping fentanyl across the southern border. they got smarter. What they're shipping now is the component parts of fentanyl across our southern border. And they know if they can destroy the heartland, if they can destroy the country from within. In addition to all the other sort of disinformation campaigns they have in our national conversation, their plan is they want to defeat the United States internally, pay back time for the Opium Wars. And they also plan to defeat us externally. In each case, they do not want to fire a shot. They want to do it economically. They want to use trade. They want to use intimidation. And they really, they're thrilled at the at the opioid addiction and the crisis that we're having in the United States, fed by an open border. Why not? They're thinking, you do this to us? Sure. We're going to do it right Oh, it's a
0: fascinating parallel. I mean, multiple dynasties, the Ming Dynasty, the Qing Dynasty, they all tried to clamp down on it, but they couldn't get control of their border. We haven't even bothered. I mean, in the last week or so, suddenly there's some attention being put on the border, but we've just kind of left it there, open with with this idea that somehow it's prejudice, and yet the Chinese are, are running with that. Killing our people, killing our kids i mean it 's a weird I, I wondered if it was a kind of payback
1: in their mind, it is a justified payback for what they think we, and it actually it wasn 't the United States it was the it was
0: European the Brits, powers. yeah there yeah, were some u s components though i mean I, I was looking at this, and uh you know I think Theodore Roosevelt some other like Warren yeah. like there were some big families that actually had investments right in this massive trade. it was the number one commodity for Britain. And at the time the Chinese were like, no, 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 this is illegal. And the Westerners said, It's free trade. The people want it. Yeah. We'll smuggle it in. Exactly. Anyway, scary stuff going on. Um, it's always good to talk to you. And I think it's important that people hear this reality um that you're so good at, at really laying out and we, we need to hear more of that right now because we're being led astray. So I, I appreciate you coming on the show, KT, and look forward to talking to you some more. Any predictions on who's going to get 24? You're there at CPAC.
1: Here's the thing. that The great news is the Republicans have a terrific bench. We have Donald Trump. We have DeSantis. We have Pompeo. We have Nikki Haley. The greatest news is that they're all on the same page on policy. They'd all be great presidents because they all believe in in the kind of the original Reagan doctrine, right? They believe in a strong military, but you don't go to war, you defeat your enemy economically. And they all believe in pro-growth economic policies. So I think I'm in a I think we're in a much better position as Republicans than the Democrats who have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Yeah. I'm taking my bench any day.
0: <laughs> Me too. Thanks so much. Katie McFarlane. Appreciate Thanks. your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My thanks again to KT. Great to have her here. So we can't let the day go by. We can't let the show go by without a little tribute to my little guy, right, Fluffy. We've been talking about whether or not he should run for president. We've been talking about whether or not he should be head of the Federal Reserve. I haven't put him up yet for Treasury Secretary, but I was thinking, in light of what we were just talking about with KT, I was thinking about maybe Secretary of State. Because don't you think that cute little face— would be much better at negotiation than the likes of Joe Biden or Antony Blinken. I, I happen to think so. Listen, he's going to stay cute. And one of the reasons he's staying so cute and so lively and so fluffy is because I feed him well and I make sure that he gets the right vitamins so he can have a long, healthy life. I feed him every day a supplement called rough greens, rough greens gets sprinkled on the top of his food And it enables me to know that, you know what, he's getting everything he needs. He's getting all the vitamins. He's getting the digestive enzymes. He's getting the probiotics. He's getting everything he needs to have a very healthy lifestyle. And that he does, a very healthy lifestyle indeed. Rough Greens was created by Dr. Dennis Black, a naturopathic doctor who has a couple of very big dogs of his own and wanted to make sure that they were healthy. And it's very different. This is interesting because you look at the back of the package and you're like, oh, This stuff looks pretty good, right? I like it, right? Like this, But it's very specific for dogs. And this is what dogs need. So you can buy the grocery store shelves, food, much of which unfortunately comes from China, but at least be assured that your dog is getting the nutrients he or she needs thanks to Dennis Black's Rough Greens. So Dr. Black and his dogs, they have a special offer right now for fans of the program. You can go get your free trial bag, jumpstart trial from Rough Greens by going over to roughgreens.com forward slash Trish. And it is spelled, I think I've told you this before, R-U-F-F. You get it, roughgreens.com forward slash Trish. Go there today. You can get your free jumpstart trial bag. All you have to do is pay for shipping. So check it out. I think your dog will thank you. So we get a lot more going on. Thank you to all of you for being here. It is really important that you subscribe to the channel, that you subscribe to the podcast. It's not easy. Listen, Ukraine, there's a, couple a of lot of shadowing into, still going uh, on right or, now. And I expect um, more President of that. President
1: Biden shared to with, uh, with President
0: Xi. Cycle. So do me that favor. Uh, Everything here is China free. Go over with. to my website. You can hear from me regularly if you sign up for the newsletter. Again, all free. Trishintel.com. That's the website. There's a little pop up that will come up. You subscribe, Trishintel.com. That way we have a direct line to each other. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, everyone. I'll see you on social media over the weekend, and we'll be back here with another show. we get got a big guest coming up, a senator who is on the committee to figure out the exact origins of the coronavirus. I think they're going to be but she'll explain it. That's coming up on Monday. See you tomorrow.